What's up, everybody? This is Jetpack Nick, and you're about to tune into the Hollow Talk podcast. I wanted to take a moment to thank you all for tuning in and showing your support. I hope you enjoy the episode you're about to listen to. Be sure to subscribe to the Hollow Talk podcast to stay updated with new episodes. Thank you, and we love you all. Welcome, everybody, to the Hollow Talk podcast. This is Jetpack Nick, and I'm here with a special, special guest today, Simran Pabla. Say what's up to the people. Hello, hello, everyone. Super excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to have you. You know, we got the co-founder of Rivet in the house. Yeah, actually, before any of that, I should stop and say, first, congratulations on season four. That's Thank super you. exciting. Um, I think it's really easy to start things, but it's incredible that you've continued it on so long and that you're still going yeah I mean so so I'm, I'm in season four this is currently season four and I started the pod in March of 2020 so I'm I'm in my fourth season within two years mm-hmm. so I, I think I think I'm like moving pretty fast <laughs> yeah no but it's, it's great that's I just think it's really cool that you put out so much content and such diversity of content I I was telling you before as well I've been looking a little bit at at what you put out there and it's really really captivating content because it's not too similar every episode is is different different personalities excited to see what I can add to it but yeah I just wanted to congratulate you it's it's a thank you thank you I appreciate that I mean like I, I I do try to you know, get people that have different perspectives and, you know, will come from different walks of life, you know, because I think that as, as a listener, or at least what I like as a listener, I like to hear different things, different perspectives of different people, you know, just, just, just to see what I could take away, add to my own perspective, my own life, uh, you know, see the, the angles that, you know, I might not see if I didn't get that information from that person, you know, all, all those things factor into, you know, how I try to diversify my content. So from me to you, I thank you for those wonderful compliments. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. So for the people who don't know who you are, can you let them know who you are, what you're about and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Simran. I studied computer science and I'm a very technical nerd on one side of my life, but more recently have transitioned into this entrepreneurial journey as well. I'm a co-founder at Rivet, like you mentioned. We're building a community management platform to help creators engage with their fan bases more effectively. So it's been a really cool process. I'm learning a lot and I'm getting the chance to speak with a lot of really cool people. That's how I met you. And I'm, yeah, just continuing down that journey and seeing where things go I've pretty recently graduated so I'm oh congratulations at the beginning thank you thank you I'm I'm at the beginning of my my career journey so gotcha. yeah we're seeing where things go but it's been great so far very exciting yeah I, listen I I am on the entrepreneurial journey with you and I, I'm very familiar of all the ups and downs that come with it so my advice would just be to stick to it. The same thing that you said to me, stick to it, stick with it and allow yourself the chance to, to experience failure. You know, that's the only way you'll know what success feels like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let, let's, let's get into Rivet a little bit. You know, I, I, I definitely, definitely am interested to 
expound upon what Rivet is and what Rivet does. You know, it, it's from from what I've like seen and what I've researched is definitely catered to creatives. And I always like to give information to creatives on this platform as much as I possibly can as a fellow creator of myself. So mm -hmm. let's let's talk about what Rivet does specifically. Sure. So the creator space is a pretty fragmented space. There are so many different platforms that you as a creator have to exist on to reach your fan base, early Instagrams and all those other social media platforms. As a musician, you may be on Spotify and all these other services and being active everywhere is really hard. And on top of that, knowing about your fan base and what they like and, and what they're looking for is really challenging when you just have all of this scattered data that's spread out across these different platforms. So what we're trying to do basically is creating a way for creators to be able to have this centralized space to, to reach their fan base, to know who their fans are, and to take their most loyal fans and get to engage with them more deeply to reward them for being loyal fans and to keep that feedback loop going where they know what fans want and they're able to provide that and create a deeper community as a result of it. I mean, the, the creator space right now is evolving pretty rapidly and we're seeing that fans want to be really involved in the creator journey. And so we're exploring that and understanding how how fans can be a more involved part of the creator journey and how they can influence and, and share their ideas and feedback and create things and, and basically build this community around the creator to support them, both like financially, but also just in terms of that, that support structure of, of ideas, of um, pushing them forward, of creating other opportunities for that creator. It's that's a very abstract uh, description of what we're exploring, but but that's sort of where we're coming from. That's the context of, of what we're building. And like more concretely, we're building a platform that lets you directly reach your fans um, wherever they exist. So reach out via email, reach out via text, wherever your fans are, we want you to be able to, to connect with them, share what you're doing with them, directly sell to them, find different ways to just engage with them meaningfully and in the process also potentially build a more sustainable income for yourself as a creator. Okay. Okay. So essentially it's a central hub for you as a creator. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we're really excited about being able to take all of the data that you generate on all these different platforms on Rivet and give that to you, the creator. Um, I'm super passionate about data and we're also just as a team really passionate about data ownership and so many platforms just don't really offer that they'll give True. you like the really high level stuff but these are your general demographic uh data points but they don't give you the specific names and emails and people that you can connect with it's very abstract it's very high level so we're super excited about being able to actually connect you very directly with the community and give you full ownership of that. Like you created it, you are the one putting in the work to build this exciting community and, and fuel it with the work that you're doing. You deserve access to, to all those people so that you can connect with them meaningfully. No, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a dope, dope concept. That's something that is very needed in the creator space, if I say so myself, uh, you know, especially 
given the opportunity for creatives to fully monetize off of their own creative work. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question for you as a, as a co-founder of Rivet, as somebody who I, I, I guess you could say owns the, the app, right? Would, would that yeah. be the correct term? Okay. A so, little bit of it. <laughs> so, so, so how do you and the team profit off of Rivet if the creatives are monetizing it more so than any other app that's similar to Rivet? Yeah, so we're very much in our early stages right now in the alpha beta stage where we're just testing with users and then bringing them on. So right now actually is a great time to join Rivet because it's a free experience. Gotcha. But what we're expecting to, to set up along the line is basically as you earn money on the platform, we'll take a little commission out of that. Gotcha. Uh, the goal being we want you to perform well, and then we will be able to perform well as a result of that. But yeah, if you're not if you're not successfully building that community, then we won't really be taking anything additional away from you in that process. We do then also plan to have like pro tiers and and other tiers that are, are a bit more advanced, um, and and that would be more of a subscription uh, service. But right. yeah, for for early stage creators, we want them to just come on board and experiment and try building without without that concern about losing yeah the, all, all those pressures and everything yeah exactly the, the pressure exactly. of being successful in a new space mm-hmm. got you got you because okay. it's it's not immediate it's definitely no, yeah, something yeah, at all, that not at all. you have to build up and so it's kind of unfortunate to have to tax people on on that process while they're just getting started Oh, I mean, hey, shouts out to River for having a good business model. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're creators as well. And so I think that helps with that creator empathy. My, my co-founder is a musician and, and that's how this started. And so I think we're very much connected with the people that we're building this for. Okay, damn. You, see, we, we, we building up some good continuity because I was just about to ask you, like, what was the inspiration behind, you know, you and the rest of the team to start rivet like what like what did what inspired you all to come together and say we want to make a a, a app that helps creatives yeah yeah well yeah my co-founder was really inspired to begin this because he faced a lot of those problems as a musician so he he started exploring this in early 2021 and um it's changed a lot since since what he uh, initially set out to do but I came on board a little bit later. Um, it, I got to see the, the entire experience from the beginning because we, we met at MIT and, and as he was getting started, I got to kind of just watch from the sidelines. But as soon as I graduated, I came on board as well to, to start helping out. I think personally, my reason for, for wanting to be a part of Rivet, um, actually it's a, it's a bit of a, a multifold um, answer um i i knew when i wrapped up at mit that i wanted to do something meaningful with what i learned there um i i took this class um freshman year and the professor on the last day of the class said something that really inspired me and shoot i'm gonna butcher the quote but i think i have it um here so i'm just gonna read it word for word because okay. I actually i have a quotes list that i <laughs> put together um throughout my my four my five I, years i am not mad team. at it at all <laughs> um so cool uh it was 
this is not a place of privilege. This is a place of responsibility. And I remember when I heard that, it really struck me that I was privileged enough to get to have access to such incredible professors and such incredible opportunities there. And I didn't want all of that to just go to waste or to, to not be used in a meaningful way. So yes. right, right from there, I knew that I wanted to use my education to be creating things that were really meaningful and that impacted people. And then when I met Anj, my co-founder, I saw that one, he was really passionate about what he was doing and really skilled, but two, that he was helping people to do something really exciting. He was helping them share their passions with, with the world. And that really resonated with me. I felt like that was a way to be involved as, in something that would allow me to yeah, use my, my skill set for good and to use it to, to create positive change. I, I love when I can do something that helps people innovate, create. And so, yeah, I think that's where, yeah. that's where my excitement came from. And, and since I've been a part of the, the company and since I've grown in, in my involvement in what we're doing, I've just been more and more excited. And I've just realized more and more how happy I am that I made that decision, <laughs> that I made that leap. Because, I mean, I, I knew less about the creator space coming into it, but it's been so cool to learn more and to realize how many similarities there are between what I do as an innovator or as somebody who likes to build things, but like technically, and right. then what, what people like you do in a more creative space. And are we, I think, and, and maybe like, let me know what you think, because I'd love to hear it. But oh, for, sure. for me, it's a lot about creating things to, to impact people, to make them think differently or live differently or experience something cool and new. And so that's why I like to build. Um, that's where my technical um, excitement comes from. And I was like, well, computer science is the great, like an easy and awesome way to be able to build quickly and impact quickly. And I wonder, like, is it the same for you? Do you also, are you a podcaster? Are you a creative person um, to, for, for that same kind of impact or what, what drives you? So, so to answer that question, I would say yes, right? Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily have these conversations with people just to have these conversations with people. Um, mm -hmm. I, I always want to give content to where people can always learn something from whatever is being talked about. Like, even if it's a fun conversation, like it's always gonna be some jewels that's sprinkled in the conversation that people can just listen to and take away from that conversation uh mm -hmm. you're, you're going to get a chance to add on to that as well later <laughs> on but <laughs> but yeah it's it, it's always um in my mind to do something meaningful with with my podcast because I see a lot of people in this media space who only are driven by salacious headlines or 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 things that don't necessarily feed the 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 thought process of people like or the growth of it I should say mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I mean to each his own I, I guess there's a space for those kind of things too but with my platform and and what I do and the relationships that I build with people I always 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 want to create something that's long lasting because I always felt like substance lasts the longest you know following so following a trend is momentary is, is, is momentary um 
being able to create something that that's long lasting, something that people can go to over and over and over again, and take something new away every time. It's it's very important that I provide mm -hmm. the chance to have people do that. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I do you get to ever talk with the people like your listeners and and hear what how they feel about the the content you're putting out Absol and how it absolutely. impacts them? Absolutely. I mean, even even the guests that come on, like I always give them an opportunity. Like, even you, we talked about it off the record that you know you listen to some of the episodes before coming on, just to get a feel for you know with the with the podcasts and the, the the types of talks that that I have with people. And you know, you expressed that this was like something very dope, something that you know was was very feeding to the soul, feeding to the mind, and. Mm -hmm. I, I always talk to people about those things and some people resonate with specific episodes more because that's just something that they've experienced or it's a shared experience that they went through themselves or that's sure. the thought process that they have. So, you know, whenever I make these episodes and talk to these specific people, it it allows me an opportunity to reach a, a, a variety of different people who have these same experiences or think these same things and just don't have a platform to talk about it or have platforms that they can listen to people talk about it and i'm here to provide each and every kind of those things for yeah, those different yeah. kinds of people and it's so cool that all of those people with are walking such different walks of life can come together on this one thing yeah. um, that that you create so yeah it's like the community that you're building is super diverse but they're all able to share something through you. Yeah, and and it's it's not far from what I would do in my everyday life. So, like for example, right? Like I'm, I'm gonna let you in behind the curtains a little bit. Yeah, so, let's do it. So, so my my friend group is very very vast. Like it's very diverse. Like I I'm, I'm friends with 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 athletes. I'm friends with. Uh, film producers, TV producers. I'm film like I'm friends with script writers. I'm friends with college students. I'm friends with professors. I'm friends like I'm friends with a a bunch of people. So friends with co-founders. Good friends with co-founders, <laughs> right? Friends, friends with co-founders, right? So all of those different people, I I get to get different perspectives from those people. So I know that there's an audience for what those people do or what those people are experts in. So I bring all those people on uh, off the strength of my relationship that I built with those people over time. And we just have a conversation. Like I told you and I tell everybody else, every time I bring someone on here, it's not necessarily an interview. It's just a conversation between two people who are, or however many people is on at the time. And we yeah. just talk about, you know, what we do, the experiences that, we, that we've had, the, the thoughts that go through our mind. And somebody is thinking those things or feeling those things. And if they have a platform that they can go to to say, hmm, I want to know what it's like to to to, to be a, a college student, you know, just coming yeah. into college, or I want to know what it's like to, to be a post-grad college student. I provide all of those things based off of the people that I've built relationships with over time and mm -hmm. those conversations that we provide on the Hollow Talk podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's super dope. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's similar, similar to Rivet, just creating a central hub creative minds to come together and you know just <laughs> explore something that they otherwise wouldn't get a chance to do yeah absolutely there are so many parallels 
Yeah, I, I like to think I'm a layered guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, the podcast has to have its own layers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, that was a great question. <laughs> yeah, I was just curious. Just curious. Um, I, I'm just, yeah, like I said, I've been noticing so many parallels between my thought process and the thought process of the users that I work with. So it, that's been so inspiring for me. Um, I, I love when I get to learn about a new space and then just realize all the connections between my worldview and, and those new spaces that I'm exploring. Um, I mean, I'm doing this now, but but when I was in college also, I my goal was to explore as many different settings, groups, industries as possible. And That's I, what I did think, too. yeah, I think it, it just really opened my mind because I'd go in thinking, oh, there's like so much to learn and I'm not, I, I'm going to really, I don't know, unearth this entirely new vertical that I'm not at all familiar with. And then when I dig into it more, I realize so much of that was stuff I already knew or so much mm-hmm. of it was so familiar to me because there are just so many parallels between between what I do and what a lot of the people around me, a lot of the spaces around me do. So. I've so, always enjoyed creating those connections and understanding. Absolutely, like. absolutely. And, that, and that, that's something that I tell people often, especially when I come on a podcast or even off the record for that matter. Like mm-hmm. when I was in college, I made it a mission of mine to connect with as many people as I possibly could. I knew yeah. for myself, like going into school, I was like, I have to at least allow myself an opportunity to reach my fullest potential knowing that I'm a people person that I'm good mm-hmm. with talking to people and making those different kinds of connections I gotta be around people who are like-minded like me or people who are on a path to doing something extraordinary I gotta yeah. surround myself around those people which yeah. is you know kind of what I do with the pod I'm surrounding myself with amazing people I got a co-founder of a thriving app on my podcast <laughs> I'm building a friendship with so you know, the, yeah. the, 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 the connection that you build with people is very, very important, if not the most important thing you can do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you say you were always like that or were you very intentional about doing that once you got to college? Um, I, I, think, I think I was always like this to some degree. Like I, I've, always, um, I've, I've always had an aura around me that, that I guess people just gravitated to. I'm like, you know, no, not, nothing cocky, nothing like that. But that's no. just that's just what it what it is. Like, you know, like you. I mean, you were you were there when like when we met at Rec Philly. Like, uh, you know, speak speaking of which, I got to congratulate you <laughs> for standing up in front of all those people and and speaking. Uh, that was you know, a good b- time before the panel. <laughs> yeah, that was that was its own story. I that was a, a very wild week for me, and so. Um, I didn't I didn't know if I'd be able to to deliver everything effectively up on stage because I was so sleep deprived. Like this whole like rivet thing is is a pretty hectic thing to do daily. So <laughs> um I'm I'm learning how to I'm learning how to have a, a normal schedule, but that week was not normal. So it was <laughs> I was just glad that I made it out of there. Um, yeah. still still with like a lot of a lot of new people like you and, and mm-hmm. without having said anything too crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but but like I said, you were there. So like you know, after you spoke and everything, I'm I'm not sure if you like you know just went and sat down and listened to the panel or everything. But at the end of the panel, I stood up and you know I introduced myself, introduced the podcast. You yeah, know, uh, yeah. I, I also like told everybody in the room like you know I'm I'm looking to collaborate with with whoever wants to collaborate with me. So feel free to walk up to me, talk to me, 
or whatever. And lo and behold, I came out with like 10, 10 new contacts at, on that day. So that's awesome. Yeah. You know, you got to see it firsthand. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I really admire people who do that because it's important to find uh, opportunities to or to create opportunities to put yourself out there that's how you you bring people like that towards you um it's definitely not something that's easy to just get sitting down and, and without putting in that effort so I think when I see people like you doing that I know internally that that's you you've been super intentional I'm sure this entire time this entire journey about creating opportunities to meet people and, and taking advantage of any space that you're in to, to create those connections. That's a really good mindset to have. No, yeah, but you have to though. Like, you know, one, one of the things that they always tell us is like the, the, the number one fear is public speaking, you know, talking mm. to another person is like the most scariest thing you can do. Right. So with that in mind, as, as a person who talks to people all day, every day, to alleviate that stress on myself of feeling like that's the worst thing in the world you've got to realize everybody or at least almost everybody feels nervous to talk to someone else so mm -hmm. if if you make the jump first and you go up and talk to people or you invite people into your space to talk to you then it makes it it makes it easier a little bit it makes it a little mm -hmm. bit easier to have that kind of dialogue that exchange of dialogue because that person is like, all right, he or she's not nervous to to talk to me or whatever. Like they 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 showing a little bit of confidence. So now yeah. I feel now I feel a little more confident. So now we can exchange dialogue, we can exchange information. Then oh now this is my best friend now. Oh my god, we've been best <laughs> friends for twenty years, <laughs> and that's off the strength of one of those people being confident enough to say, hey, my name is Nick. Nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, so true. So the best stories begin. Let me ask you this question. So I, I know that you were talking about doing like a lot of the, the behind the scenes technical work, right? So transitioning into something like Rivet where you're dealing with creatives, right? Being mm -hmm. in that space. Is being in the creative space something that you're more like, in, is it more enticing to be in the creative space now that you're like a part of Rivet and you're dealing with a lot of creatives or you still like to be behind the scenes dealing with the numbers and you know all those kind of things yeah that's a good question I would say I've never been the person to want to only be behind the scenes I've always had a bit of a creative element to what I do and I've always enjoyed the people side of, of every uh, project I take on or anything that I've built um, I think unless I get to talk with people and see how what I'm doing impacts them, I don't feel motivated. So from that standpoint, I don't think I've ever been just a super behind the scenes numbers only person. Um, definitely feel inspired to do more having met a lot of people like you. I think right. every time I talk to a creator and I see them taking their ideas and putting them to work and creating real things or you know, taking basically taking ideas to reality within a really short time period. Um, that's inspires me to do more of that. I think I often have so many ideas that I want to pursue. And the more I'm around people who are go-getters, who really, yeah, take what they have in mind and, and put it out there, the more I want to do the same. 
So, I mean, I think like you said, it's it's been a really positive community to join or to surround myself with. I had a lot of that being around people who were technical but really excited to build, but this is unlocking a new dimension for sure in terms of being around people who are not afraid to just create things and put it out there and see how people interact with that and then learn and do more and just continually iterate. So was like like was that something that that you always had like that was like an intangible you always had or was that something that you you gained being around people who were like that? I think I think I have always had. Looking for for chances to get to build things and to to get to put it out um, and and see how people react, but. Yeah, I think being around creatives has encouraged me to do more and put out more faster. Gotcha. So with like, I know that I know everything that you do with Rivet, right? Is there any other business ventures that you're involved in currently? Right now, because I just switched to working on Rivet full time, I'm fully focused on Rivet. Um, We're very early stage, so it's pretty hectic even just doing this alone. I mean, I do a, a few other things for fun. Um, just like I write my own blog. I, oh, cool. um, I like to read. I like to, I'm, I'm a huge space nut. So I am very active in the astronomy and aerospace community. Um, and those are things I do for fun, but, but I'm right now very focused on Rivet. Um, we're trying to trying to push it forward and I think it takes all of my mental energy Um, I actually the day that we met that was the day I gave my two weeks notice um, at the previous job that I was doing alongside Rivet so for for like a good six months I was doing Rivet while also working elsewhere full-time and then I made the decision to to just focus on Rivet and see you know if I give my full attention to this can we really take it where we want it to be so that's that's why for for the recent time period I've been very focused on just this. Gotcha, gotcha. So Rivet has been a thing for how long now? Uh, we started in early 2021. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, a little so, over a year. So, so a little over a year. Um, so I I did like I said I was doing my research on you guys and I seen that <laughs> that, that you guys won uh, the MIT Creative Arts Competition, right? Yeah. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about what that competition is, and I also want to know what made Rivet stand out amongst the competition. Mm-hmm. So, in full transparency, that competition happened before I joined the team, but okay. I can still give I can still give a little bit of of background. Um, a bunch of different companies were pitching at that competition. They shared their business model. They shared uh, their vision for the companies that they were running, and Um, Our company did the same. And I think what really helped us stand out was one, we had the idea, but then two, we put a lot of execution behind it and had already reached a pretty exciting stage by the point of that, uh, that pitch. So we had already tested working with artists. We had a platform that was in early stage of development and rather than you know waiting until we had something cool before bringing people in to test it 
uh, the company was very focused on having artists and creators be a part of that process from the get-go. And so I think, I think we probably received a lot of respect for the creator first approach that we took, the fact that they were a part of that, their voice was a part of our platform and our product from the get-go. So there was a lot of confidence in the product and in the fact that, you know, we are building something that will help you because you've been a part of that conversation all along. That's what I would say. Um, I, I was a huge fan of Rivet at the time and I listened to the entire competition and um, I gave I gave my co-founder tons of notes afterwards and everything. So I, I was pretty involved with it, but I didn't actually uh, partake in it because I, I joined Rivet maybe a couple of months after that. Got you, got you. And, you know, I, for me, you know, seeing that, like, I thought that that was, like, very impressive, you know, that, you know, that you guys won that competition, knowing the, the quality of, of of thinkers that, you know, uh, go to MIT, so. Yeah, there were some incredible people. I And the, the space, the arts and technical space at MIT is really cool. Um, I wish I'd gotten to explore more of it while I was there, but there are so many people that use their technical backgrounds to invent in the artistic space in really cool ways. So I remember listening to the pitches and just being really inspired and, and kind of flabbergasted by all the different ideas people were sharing. And uh, but I knew I knew when when my co-founder went up there and did his thing, he was so good. I was like, there's no way he loses. He's too good. So um, as biased, but I, I kind of yeah, I had high hopes for him. And so I was glad that it worked out. Well, hey, shouts out to the to the whole Rivet team for, for <laughs> pulling that off. <laughs> yeah, they worked hard. They worked hard. I'm sure. So, okay, so I, I want to kind of get into uh, a, a little bit of the, hmm, how I want to say this, a, a, a little bit of the focus of Rivet. So is Rivet specific to creatives alone or is it catered to any kind of business? Yeah, right now we're very focused on creators and obviously what we're building definitely has the potential to expand way beyond that. Um, I think right now we want to be building features that are, are very directed towards creators and, and within that we're also really specifically looking at artists and podcasters. Um, that's maybe the majority of the users on our platform currently. So obviously it's a lot easier to be building for them and to continue to explore their needs. Um, but I think with time, as as we build a great experience for them, we can think more about reaching more people. Okay, and and like, do you have any kind of kind of people or specific businesses in mind that you guys would like first want to uh, get involved with? Uh, following following what we're doing now. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it would be great. Like in our head, our our, our plan is artists and, and podcasters and YouTubers right now. And we expand out to other kinds of influencers on other platforms. And from there, we can start just looking at anyone who's trying to build a community. We've had really interesting conversations with people who are organizing protests or charities or other forms of community that similarly could benefit from the platform and it's cool because those are things that I didn't necessarily think about beforehand but having those conversations yeah it opened my mind I was like yeah there's definitely potential to take communities that are maybe spread out um, across 
a region across the country, across the world, and, and have them come together through our platform to do all kinds of meaningful things. Um, yeah, I, it's it's a very, very, there's a, there's a lot of potential. So no, that, that, say, that's why I was asking that question. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty limitless. Honestly, we we're so focused on just going within the creator space right now that we haven't we haven't thought to limit ourselves too much. We're seeing what direction it goes in. Um, the exciting thing for me and the way that I learn and and kind of identify who's a good next target is just exploring who reaches us organically. We actually started just targeting artists, but then podcasters were reaching us, and we realized, hey, like this is another segment to target, and actually. Yeah they might be able to leverage some of our features even better than, than what we were building for artists. So um, that expanded my view. And then I think as we progress, we're just finding more really interesting personalities reach us. And that's that's how I kind of, as, as a strategist, that's what I'm thinking about, I guess, just understanding based on who's, who's reaching us, how can we, how can we, continue to move in that direction i mean it's it's easy to ideate and come up with different different segments that we could reach but the biggest proof is when they come to you so i think of that's, course of that's course. been really helpful for us yeah that, that, that's how i feel about the podcast too when people will be like oh man i, I i've came across your podcast and and I, I listened to a few episodes and like i really really love your content like i would like to get involved in on the episode uh mm-hmm. that that's like an, an amazing feeling to, to 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 know that the content is is reaching further than my my outreach you know me reaching out to people and me asking people to come on people actually coming up to me and saying yo i like i really really like your content bro yeah <laughs> have, you had, have um, you had any surprises have you had any surprises and who's who's been interested yeah so like i like i, I actually had a guy uh uh, I, I actually did the episode already, but I had a guy reach out to me on LinkedIn and, you know, he was, uh, you know, very, very excited to be a part of the episode and, you know, work, work with me on, you know, a few other ventures and everything like that. So, you know, to, to see that somebody who is involved in a lot of things that I'm also involved in or want mm-hmm. to get involved in, it was like amazing that, you know, they were captivated by what I do and how I do it and wanted mm-hmm. to be a part of it. Feels good. Yeah yeah you know it, it's an amazing feeling I you know I, I do I do want to you know uh reach out to a few more people that like I personally personally want to talk to um you know hopefully I continue to build my my platform and my brand to where you know it's more recognizable for those people to, to say oh I know what this is oh that's Jetpack Nick oh that's the How It's <laughs> podcast he reached out to me like two years ago like let me let me yeah. give him a, a episode you know that's that, that that'd be a dope feeling for me Absolutely. Well, you have me on the podcast now, so you're obviously going to get a ton of reach <laughs> through this. <laughs> I'm just joking, but um, that's those are great goals to have. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so uh, let's 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 keep our focus on Rivet for a second. So okay. I I, I want to know because you know it, in the in the creator space, I know it's a like a, a few different. Uh, applications that are similar to Rivet, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you, being you know that you're one of the co-founders of Rivet, what do you feel sets Rivet apart from the apps that's similar to Rivet that's out already, or any mm-hmm. app that may be similar to Rivet coming out in the future? Yeah, yeah, good question. I think there are basically 
So when we talk about the fan journey, we always describe it as this funnel that goes from discovery at the top. So that's platforms like um, Instagram, TikTok, Mm -hmm. and then engagement as the middle layer. So platforms like MailChimp that help reach your fans. And then at the bottom layer is monetization. So platforms like Patreon that help you generate income off off of that fan base. And so we consider each of those tiers to have companies that are, are competing with us. But what we're doing at Rivet is integrating that entire funnel. Gotcha. So we're going from beginning to end. And as a result of that, we have a much richer layer of data. And that that really gives you more knowledge about who your fans are and, and how to effectively engage them, how to effectively monetize them and, and connect with them. So that's one thing. The other piece is we're building an omni-channel experience. So I I mentioned this before too, but our goal is we want to reach fans wherever they exist. There are a lot of platforms that engage fans, but they require the fan to sign up on the platform, engage through the platform. And we just know that that behavior switch is a big deal. Like fans Mm -hmm. are not looking for another platform to sign up for that they have to be active on in order to reach people. Uh, So we're trying to make that easier by letting fans exist wherever they prefer and and making it simpler for the creator to just from one platform reach out to all of them across Instagram, across um, email, text, whatever. And so that omni-channel experience, creating a seamless way to do that is also a pretty strong differentiator for Rivet. Okay. And, you know, actually you bringing that up, that actually... Uh, provides me with a question that I didn't necessarily think of in the beginning. Yeah. So, so, uh, so Rivet, like, would you say that Rivet can also be an app like strictly for the fan, like not necessarily just for the creative, but also for the fan too, to, to have like, uh, like also a central hub to just follow whoever they're a fan of? That's what we're kind of building on the fan side. So Okay, okay, gotcha. So so that is basically what the experience is like. You as a creator are creating a community, but fans are then subscribing to that community. Gotcha. Uh, what we're not doing is forcing the fan to exist in the portal, but we actually do create a portal for each of our fans as well so that if they want to see who are who are they following, who should they follow, we offer those kinds of recommendations and help you also broaden your mindset on on other creators that exist out there within the rivet community that you might you might be excited about so right now we've been very focused on the creator side just just given that it's it's challenging to be building both sides simultaneously and so the fan side is there but we have so many plans for where we can take it from here Um, (laughs) i think it's exciting to be building a space where fans can interact with each other also Um, oh okay you see you see a little bit of that on platforms, like people commenting under each mm-hmm. other's posts and people putting out covers and people reacting to those covers. But I think when when I'm excited about something, I am also really looking for people to share that excitement with. And we are trying to come up with more creative ways to make it easy to do that without, again, requiring you to sign up somewhere else and exist there for that. So. How can I, as someone who who loves communicating through text, know about where our community is, is and, and what's going on when you, Nick, are posting something on YouTube, which is a mm. fully different platform? Yeah. So 
yeah, we're trying to create that kind of like very, no matter where you exist, like this kind of decentralized approach to having a fan club while still having the know-all of, of what's going on across that entire network. Got you, got you. So, um, so as a creative, right? Like I, I would personally want to know, and for any creatives that are going to listen to this, like I, I want to know in your personal opinion, being that you are very hands-on and the, the experience that Rivet presents to us as creatives, what would be the best way that you would suggest us to use Rivet in order to achieve success within that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think what we've found to be the most successful, and I can, I can also walk you through some exciting stories. Okay. Um, from, from some of our, our current users. But what's been really great is when artists come on the platform and release some kind of exclusive content and, and bring their community in through that process and then use that as an opportunity to start engaging with them. So more concretely, um, one, of our, one of our users, an artist put up their beats um, on, their on their page, on their community page and they basically were hoping that their fan base would download those beats, create music, put it out there somewhere. And they just wanted to see what would come out of it. Like, would, would, would people want to download and create things and come to Rivet to do that? And so it was kind of a test for us. And it was also just something that they wanted to explore doing through us. But it was so cool. Within a week, I think we had around 700 uh people download those beats wow. create really cool music and uh, like i said our fan side is not well developed right now like we we haven't done too much there but what we saw was people were looking for other places to put that content so they went on youtube on instagram and they were like using hashtags to try to get the artist's attention but they were creating stuff and putting it out there and fans were interacting with that and it was just really exciting to see like something as simple as using Rivet to release some beats um, lead to something so exciting. And so the goal there is you want to use that as an opportunity to gather information about those fans so that you can continue that relationship. So the way that this artist did it was when he put his beats up on Rivet, he required that you put in an email address to ac uh, access gotcha. them. So as a fan, I stick in my email, I get access to the beats, I start creating, I'm having fun, but on the creator side, I've now gotten access to this email that I can use to continue to reach out to you after this experience too. And, and that's where that direct engagement piece starts going. So we have direct outreach uh, features within the platform that you can use to, to reach your fans. And then we, we kind of see how they're interacting with what you're putting out. And that data just helps you learn how to interact with them, like what to send to them and, and just create the kind of experience that they're looking for as a member of your community. So that's one story. I can actually give another really cool yeah, please, one too. Please do. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always in the space for hearing exciting yeah. stories. <laughs> actually, so Ivy Soul, who is one of our um, artists is actually from the Philly area. So, okay. um, and, and part of Rec Philly, I believe. So, so maybe familiar to some of your uh, members, but she used the platform to first put out an exclusive album um, early. So she was doing planning this album release and she decided to use Rivet to reward her, her more loyal fans that have been there with her through this entire journey. 
by sharing that album with them a bit early. And it was really cool. She she put up the album like a little over a day in advance and people like her most loyal fans were able to access that. Mm-hmm. And to access it, they had to put in some information again as well, like address information, um, email, and her most loyal fans were more than willing to do that. So they got access to her album early. They got to listen, share feedback about it, which was super cool. She got access to addresses, which meant that she could now send out things to them. So she could mm-hmm. send out stickers, merch, and and thank them for being such a huge part of her journey all along. So I think, and I didn't, I didn't say this, but another really exciting part about Rivet is what we're doing is trying to make the fan creator relationship less transactional. It's not like I should be purchasing everything and um that's a big one i like that a lot yeah it's like it's like a chance to reward people because your fans do so much for you and we hear that so much from all the creators that we speak with so we're creating a way to easily allow them to reward and and engage with their fans that way yeah and to be honest quite honest with you i think that from all the things that you've expressed about rivet and the things that you guys wish to accomplish and the things that you're working on that part right there along with the the monetization of your art of course but Mm -hmm. the 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 relationship between the artists and the fan that engagement that interaction making it less transactional making it easier making it just a a lot faster a cleaner way to do it Mm -hmm. i think that that's very important because i'm pretty sure if you ask any creative of any kind they would always tell you that now, I basically do it for the for for the people who support me, the 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 fans. Like I'm I'm not just on the podcast talking to myself just because I like it. I, I like the fact that it reaches a community of people who mm-hmm. gravitate to what I'm talking about, the people that I have on the podcast, or somebody who does music. Now, I make music because I, you know people gravitate to it. They they have my show singing every lyric like. I'm not I would be nothing without the fans so absolutely yeah so so making that that engagement and that interaction between artists and fan as smooth as you guys attempt to make it I think that that's very very important and very very dope yeah thanks yeah it's a thank you (laughs) yeah yeah um it's it's I think I mean we can we can lightly talk about community building but community building is nothing without crossing that barrier of of making the fan the creator fan relationship less transactional and more uh personal and meaningful so i think that's really what's underlying that that large grand view that we're talking about when we say community building okay so this is my last official question for you. I, I'm not sure if okay. I'm going to have any more questions depending on what we say, but my last official question, and I'm pretty sure you answered it like along the conversation, but specific question, you might have a sure. different answer. Like, what are the long-term and short-term goals for Rivet that you guys have? Short-term, we want to get more proof around our product so we want to have more more artists come on board more creators come on board give us more feedback so that we can take what we've built so far and really turn it into something that best serves them we've been really actively talking with a lot of creators in in these last couple of months and we're continuing to so that again the the experience really is the way 
creators would would benefit the most from it. Um, we actually consider ourselves kind of um, similar to similar to the artists and creators that we support. We also are basically this and like this community building piece where we we have all of you guys, our artists and creators around us as our our community, and we're trying to serve you. So I think the business model that we have when we talk about artists and the the relationship they have with their fans. We're trying to do the same thing right now, being Rivet and, and catering to our community of users. So that's the immediate future. Um, we've been also very busy fundraising and, and just growing our team so that we can reach those goals. Long-term, we want to be this creator-first platform that really helps creators of all kinds build their communities very seamlessly and we want to like we discussed take it beyond just artists and podcasters to reach this wide range of, of creators and help them reach out to their very diverse communities no matter no matter what they look like and, and what those interactions involve so that's that's something that's really exciting to me to get to take it from our very focused segments right now and to be able to go wide and, and reach basically any creator type and then eventually any type of person looking to build a community. Okay. Well, I guess y'all heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what, the, what the plans are for Rivet in the short Brand term years. future and a long future. <laughs> how about how about you? What are your what are your short term and long term goals with the podcast um, or with anything else you're doing? Okay. So so with the podcast specifically uh, short-term goals is just to continue to add new things um, to it. You know, like each season, I, I was able to implement something new to make the podcast, you know, more efficient, stand out more, make it more presentable and things like that. So uh, like, I, I want to say season three was the first season that we had visuals. Um, mm -hmm. Season four, I mean, it's, it's a lot going on season four. Like I just launched my website. Uh -huh. Um uh, we actually got some merch, some Hollow Talk merch right here. You can see it right there. Ooh, exciting! How can I get that? Uh, whenever, whenever we, uh, whenever we get some more merch, it'll be on the website at jetpacknick.com. So, got it. Yeah, so that that'll be where you can get it. Or you, I mean, you you my friend now, so you could just reach me directly, and I'll you know I'll send some stuff your way. <laughs> You'll be hearing from me <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that for, as far as short term goals, it's just continuing to to add layers to the podcast and and the brand itself. You know, just being able to make make you know make the brand stand out more. Like I said, season four, we got the merch, the website. Um, every episode so far has been on camera, so you know we get to actually see the interaction instead of just listening to it on audio. Yeah. And who knows? May, maybe I might be uh, coming to rivet two on season four so that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> so so th those are things that that uh that that are goals for me short term wise as far as learn uh, long term is concerned um j just just continuing to ex you know expand my 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 relationship building you know being able to connect with different people being able to connect with people who are in different disciplines and people who i can collaborate with to not only make the podcast better but whatever other venture you know may come out of that that relationship or friendship with that person mm -hmm, mm -hmm. great goals and exciting things ahead then for your podcast listening community 
Absolutely. I mean, I you, to, okay. So again, I'm gonna let you behind the curtain a, a little bit more. So to be quite honest with you, I I I think that the thing that's kind of I, I don't I don't want to say holding back per se, but the, the the thing that I feel like I need to enhance more is just the presentation of how I go about presenting a podcast, promoting a podcast, and things of that nature. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, I truly, truly believe, and I'm not just saying this because it's my platform and, you know, I'm on it talking, but I do think my content is is very, very strong. Like the catalog mm-hmm. that I've built up over these last two years is very, very strong. And if I if, if I'm able to if and when I'm able to um, enhance the brand and enhance the presentation of how. I present the How Talk podcast. I think that'll be the difference from where I'm, where I am now, to me getting to where I see myself going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll be watching every step of the way. That'll be exciting, and hopefully, Rivet can be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. I, you you beat me to it. I was just about to say, hope, hopefully, Rivet can play a role. <laughs> <laughs> it, we're it, just it, waiting it, to. Ha- we're just waiting for you to join. No, yeah, but I mean, hey, but, you know, just th- thanks to you and 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 thanks to you know us meeting that that day, you know, that I'm 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 able to talk to you, build a friendship with you, and and you know we we're able to coexist in the same kind of space and potentially help mm-hmm. each other, uh, with with those platforms. You know? Yeah, so yeah. Really, really, thanks to you, and I'm glad to call you a friend now. Yeah, likewise. So excited. <laughs> um let's see let's see do I have anything else okay I do I have one more thing but before I get to that mm-hmm. you have any more questions you want you want to ask me uh when when is this going out oh this episode uh I don't know so I, I have a question I, I, I got I got a I got a few episodes that that are you know that that are in the tuck but I don't I don't know it it, it it could it could come out within the next couple of weeks. It could come out a month from now. I don't know. <laughs> what are you most excited about with season four? If you had to um, boil it down, the the thing I'm most excited about with season four, um, I would say who whoever I have on the podcast for season four, because generally I don't necessarily know what the what the the season lineup is going to look like because you know mm-hmm. you know you you reach out to different people and some people say yeah like I'll get on the pod and then something happens and then they wind up not getting on and things like that so it's always interesting to see the the the, the carousel of people that come on uh the podcast each and every season um yeah I, I think that's one of the most exciting things uh primarily because like I said, each season I've been progressing. So as I progress, more people become interested in being on the podcast. So mm-hmm. those people that I reached out to two years ago might say, oh, hell yeah, bro, I'll, I'll definitely come on the pod now. And then, you know, you, you'll, you'll see me with with a, with a, a, a big name person on, on the Hollow Talk podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's what I'm most excited about. And just the, the, the um, witnessing the growth of the podcast witnessing the growth of myself as a person and being able to basically log it and you know yeah. just be able to see where where I where I was at my life at this moment in time looking back you know a week from now or two weeks from now or whatever the case may be yeah I always think that's the coolest part of being able to go back to episode mm-hmm. one and just seeing how how much you've progressed since mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, that's that, that, that's that's one of the dopest things for me. And it's like I got four seasons of content to where I can just see what I was thinking about at that moment in time or what my thought process was, see if it's the same, see if it's different, mm-hmm. see why that's the case. You know, all those all those things, the, the little things that people don't normally think about. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. You got any more questions? Like I say, I'm it's a conversation. I'm I'm willing to answer whatever you ask. I'll I'll keep asking, but I think I'll stop here and, <laughs> and leave it to you. Okay. So the last thing, this is customary to the Hotel podcast. I always okay. ask each guest to provide the people with three gems from the conversation that they could take away and apply to their everyday life. Three gems. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think one community is powerful we both seem to to see how much value there is in being able to build meaningful relationships that go beyond just that transactional back and forth um when you have people around you one plus one doesn't equal two anymore it's much more than that so Mm -hmm. that's one two circling back to that quote that my professor told me way back when i think it's so important to no matter what position you're in, take the skill sets that you have and look for ways to use them to impact others positively. And to, in my case, use them to, to unleash other people's passions. But for you, in whatever form that passion exists, taking, yeah, taking your skill set and being able to, to take that influence around you to, and expand it beyond just yourself and your immediate people. Um, the more people I can reach with with what I'm excited about, that's just even more mm-hmm. inspiring for me and, and keeps that flywheel going. And then three, take every opportunity that you get to put yourself out there and like you said, make the conversation easier for the other person and and bridge those connections more quickly. It's easy to wait around, but it's a lot uh more effective to to just initiate and get things moving okay oh y'all heard it here ladies and gentlemen uh, and so much of that <laughs> i learned from from talking with you so oh well cool. i mean hey. i think i think that's a really cool part of, of being on a podcast or in general like having mm-hmm. conversations it's like you have these thoughts in your mind but when you articulate them for others you understand them better for yourself as well hey, so see, thank there you, you. Go. yeah you figured out the premise of the Hollow <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you that that's the whole that's the whole idea allowing mm-hmm. people to come on feel comfortable unapologetically be themselves and feel free to share these these thoughts that you have in your head or better understand these thoughts by talking to somebody who also thinks these things or somebody that's just willing to listen to you whatever the case may be so for that i truly truly thank you for coming on the podcast and i am very grateful of this friendship that we are continuing to build thank you yeah this is so great and i hope i will be back for a future season as well absolutely absolutely i mean listen like i said I, when, when i build these relationships with people like i always try to keep them you know i always try to keep them you know so you you are definitely good <laughs> you're good in my book for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but that's it hopefully you know th- this was a, a great experience for you this being your first podcast correct yeah yeah um now i know i want to do many more <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I hope hopefully I set the bar high for, for the you rest did. of the people. You did. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard. I hope I didn't peak with my first podcast. <laughs>
No, no, not at all. I mean, you know, you, you're only as good as, as your last one. So, you know, just continue to expand what you do, uh, you know, ex- expand your thought process and then you have no problem articulating it. So that's that's not a problem at all. You know, we 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 do this to to get better. Like everybody's not gonna have an an, an amazing episode or the most memorable episode. Even me, like when I started off, I wasn't, you know, where I am now and as far as my my skill set on like on a podcast. But mm-hmm. you know, it it's it's a platform where you know people are allowed to to grow and and become better at things. I I never want to make people feel like, all right, this is a one and done thing. If you come on here and you bomb, that's it. You don't get no more tries or you just yeah. completely like, no, like we, we going to talk, we going to work on it and we going to come back and have a better episode. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You're doing so much for the people around you. <laughs> hey, I, you are too. So I, if me, me and you coming together, you know, that, that can only be beneficial to the people in our community. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this has been another episode of the Hot Talk Podcast. I truly, truly thank you for coming on and you know spending time with me and talking to me and everything. Um, I also want to just say thank you to the Hot Talk Podcast listeners and supporters for supporting us through and through. Um, I'm also excited to you know see see how I can work with Rivet and you know b- become a part of the Rivet community. Yeah, stay tuned, everyone. You're going to yeah. be hearing hearing about. Uh, Nick from an entirely different platform very soon. Yeah. So uh, b- before we go, let everybody know where they can find you and find Rivet, you know, like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, whatever you got. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a pretty silly handle for everything, but it's the plasma brain. So my name, Simran Pavla, if you mix up the letters, it forms plasma brain. <laughs> and so I was super excited about that back in the day. And, and <laughs> was silly and my twitter my instagram everything is the plasma brain so you can find me there um you can also find me on rivet i'm building my community there as well so link.rivetapp.co slash p that's the one place where i didn't go with plasma brain <laughs> trying to trying to grow up a little bit <laughs> but not too much because clearly simi p is also <laughs> not the most professional name um so slow oh, progress man. All right. Well, uh, I, like I said, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I me, mean, I, I would definitely, definitely stay in touch with you for sure. You know, so we can figure out the whole, you know, rivet thing and just continuing to build our friendship. Absolutely. And and for anyone else who's listening and is interested in exploring the platform, you can also find that at rivetapp.co. Um, hopefully would love to actually talk with anyone else who's interested in listening, but um, hopefully you find something interesting there if you're if you're also as excited about community as the two of us are mm-hmm. all right well again I, I truly truly thank you for for giving me some time today to talk to you and explore what rivet is and explore who you are as a person I, it was an amazing conversation for me and i hope it was just as amazing for you absolutely yeah thanks all right well i'm going to get you out here again i just want to say <laughs> thank you to the how to podcast listeners supporters and thank you Hey everybody, this is Jetpack Nick and you just listened to another episode of the Hollow Talk Podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, topic ideas, 
or you yourself would like to be a guest on the Hollow Talk Podcast, you can reach us at our email, thehollowtalkpodcast at gmail.com and across all social media platforms at the Hollow Talk Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and remember to make your mark in a world designed to inspire the dreamers.